0: Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us together tonight, Lord, uh, to look into your word. Thank you for everything you give us, Lord, and for providing a way that we can be right with you, Lord. Um, I pray that you would give me strength, Lord, as I teach from your word, Lord, as um, as I share your word. Um, I pray that you would just, um, that your words would be my words, Lord, and um, I pray that people would be encouraged and um that um, you would help me to um, convey your word um, the way it needs to be conveyed Lord uh, and I pray all this in Jesus name amen um, if we can turn into turn to um, Hebrews chapter eleven um, my topic tonight is going to be on faith, of course everyone. Here probably knows that that's the chapter about faith. It's about um, the people in the Bible in the historical accounts that uh, lived by faith and pleased God with their faith. And um, I was just gonna—I was actually gonna read the whole chapter. Uh, it's 40 verses, so it's a little bit of length. But um, uh, I'll just start in verse one, and we'll go through there. Uh, through which he was commended as righteous, as righteous, God commending him, accepting his gifts. And through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. By faith Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death, and he was not found because God had taken him. Now therefore, he was, uh, Now before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. And without faith it is impossible to please him, For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. By faith, Noah, being warned uh, by God concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent fear, constructed the ark for the saving of his household. By this, he was commended. By this, he condemned the world uh, and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed By faith Sarah herself received power to conceive. Therefore from one man um, and him as good as dead were born descendants as many as the stars of heaven and as many as the innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. All these died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar off and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on earth, For people who speak thus make it clear uh, that they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of the land from which they had gone out, they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country that is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, and He has prepared uh, for them a city. I'm actually just going to stop there and um, share from. Share some thoughts on that, on those sections. Um, in Hebrews 11, we see a definition of faith. That's the very first verse. It says, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. The word assurance can also be uh, translated confidence. It's our confidence. Faith is our confidence in what Christ has done and what God has said in his word. It is um, us being convinced of God's power and of his creation, the fact that he created the world. Um, That is the definition of faith. It is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Faith consists of trust in God. It also brings forth works. And this is very clear um, shown by the first three people mentioned in, in Scripture in Hebrews 11. It says, By faith, Abel offered to God a more sa- uh, acceptable sacrifice than Cain, um, through which he was commended as righteous, God commending him by accepting his gifts. Uh, and through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. Um, you'll see in this example, Abel offered to God a sacrifice. Because of his faith, it was translated to works. He actually offered God the best of what he had. And God calls us in Romans 12 to present our bodies as living sacrifices for him. And that can only be done through faith. We we also see Enoch. Enoch, it doesn't show a specific work here but it says Enoch was able to please God through his faith. It said by faith Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death and he was not found because God had taken him. Now therefore he was commended as having pleased God. And if you read the account of Enoch in Genesis, it says that he walked with God. So you can say that Enoch walked with God and that's, that was by faith that he did that. It's a very simple account of faith, Enoch is. Um, by faith, Noah prepared the ark. He prepared, um, being warned by God, um, constructed the ark for the saving of his household. By this, he condemned the world and became heir of righteousness that comes by faith. These men, all three of them, were rewarded for their faith as well. Faith is a commendable thing, it's a rewardable thing. Um, it says in James 2 verses 14 to 17, that faith without works is dead. I'll turn there right now. It says in verse 14 of James 2, What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also, if faith by itself does not have works, it is dead. Um, this is something that has been a challenge for me. This is a challenge for all Christians. We we hear about faith. We hear about how we're saved by grace alone, through faith alone in Christ. Faith faith will always result in works. It will always result in fruit. It will always bring forth fruit uh, for the Lord, good works for the Lord. It says in Ephesians chapter two, uh, verses, I'm sorry, I didn't write that down. Ephesians chapter 2, it says, let me just turn there. It says in two, eight, eight 8, and 9, and 10, it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You can say that faith without works is dead. Therefore, someone who claims to be a Christian without works is a spiritually dead person. They're not a Christian. These works come from the Lord. These works come from God. They don't come from ourselves. They don't come from our own doing. It's not what we do to please God. Our faith pleases God, and he gives us the ability to do these works and to Glorify Him. Um, in in all of this, we can see that there's an application, and this is where I'm. This is the direction I'm moving. Um, what is the application of faith? How how is faith described in the Bible, in a practical sense, in how we live? And uh, I think I've I think I've brought us to this passage, and I think all of my messages so far, but John 15, it's one of my favorite passages in scripture. And it's Jesus speaking to his disciples. And it's a very simple, um, a very simple uh, concept, but it's actually a very, um, at the same time, it's a very profound concept. Abiding in Christ, it says, In John 15, Jesus is talking. He says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, it is he that bears much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. Jesus teaches that we can't do a single thing apart from Him. We can't do any of these works apart from Him. Apart from His grace and His and faith in His work, um, we are unable to please Him. And that is why our salvation is not by works. But it's four works. It's so that we can produce fruit. It's not the fr- we can't produce fruit unless we are trusting in Christ. Unless we are abiding in Him, we are unable to produce fruit. Um, when we abide in Christ, we bear much fruit, as it says in here. And He prunes us so that we bear more fruit, and He gives us abundant life. Um, also, an application there's a mindset associated with faith. There's a definite mindset, and we see it in Hebrews 11, back in the main passage here. And um, verses 13 to 16. It says, These all died in faith, not, receiving, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar, and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on earth. For people who speak thus, um, make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. Uh, if If they had been thinking of that land from which they had gone out, they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country that is a heavenly one. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. This is a, uh, faith is looking at the world and looking at our issues from a heavenly perspective, knowing that we have somewhere and something to look forward to when this is all over, knowing that the Lord in heaven cares about our issues, about our problems, and about what we have to face day to day. And he cares about the struggle we have to please him, and he understands that. And to have a heavenly mind, a mindset on things above, not on things on earth, is to have faith. Also, the mindset, part of the mindset of faith is a humble mindset. Um, if we turn to Philippians chapter 2, another familiar passage. This is part of the attitude of faith. And this is an attitude that is reflected in Christ. It says in chapter 2, verse 1. If there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort of love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind and having the same love, being, full, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only on his own interests, but on the interests of others. And this is the verses that I wanted to focus on from verse 5. Have this mind among yourselves, which is also which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God did not consider equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself of noth- but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed him uh, the name that is above every name so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This concept of Jesus humbling himself to the point of death and Paul calls us to have the same mind in ourselves, that's a very, very challenging point for any of us. Who know the Lord, and we are called to that. We are called to present ourselves as living sacrifices by faith. My my last point, my third point is why can we have faith? This is all great if, if God is really who He says He is. If God wasn't who He says He is, then we can't have faith. John eleven twenty five to twenty seven. This is the account of Lazarus, Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. Martha was speaking to Jesus and said, um, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know what whatever you ask of God, God will give it to you. And um, further on in verse 25 it says, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming, who is coming into the world. Um, when Jesus Later on in the passage in verse 38, then Jesus deeply moved again, came to the tomb, and it was a cave, and a stone lay against it, and Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be an odor, for he has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me, I knew that you always hear me, but I said, I said this on account of the people standing around, that they may believe that you sent me. And when he had said this, these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The man who had died came out, and his hands and feet bound with linen stra- strips, and his face wrapped with a cloth. And Jesus said to, to them, Unbind him and let him go. Jesus follows through with his statement of being the resurrection and the life. Jesus, God always follows through with what he promises. He is true to his promise. He is true and faithful always. Back in Hebrews um, chapter 11 and verse 11, sorry, verse 19. Um, Actually, I'll read 17, just for context, 17 to 19. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises was in the act of offering up up his only son, uh, of whom it was said, through Isaac, uh, your offspring shall be named. He considered that God was even able to raise him from the dead, from which, figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. This is the power of God. Um, and in verse, oh, sorry, yeah, okay. In verse 11, it says, by faith Sarah herself received power to conceive even when she was past the age since she considered him faithful who had promised. God is true to his word always. And this is just a sign that God is true to his word. Um finally the the last reason why we can have faith. The last reason why we can go to God with with um with our struggles and with our issues and why we can please God is that God cares about us. He cares about us tremendously. Um in 1 Peter chapter 5 it says um And this is speaking to people of the church. It, it talks about, in the previous section here, it talks about shepherding the flock and leading. And um, when we're called to lead, whatever it is, whether it's a home or whether it's in, in our church environment or at work or wherever it might be, um, all of us are called into leadership of some sort at some point. And it says in verse 6 of First Peter chapter five, humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. The only way that we can possibly shepherd other people or lead other people in faith is by casting our cares and our struggles on him and um, pointing ourselves to him. Um, another passage I really like to read um, and this will be what I close with, is Psalm 139. Again, a very familiar passage. I'm just going to read the whole psalm. "O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down. You are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, before, behold, Lord, you know it altogether. You hem me in, behind and before. You lay uh, your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where shall I go from your spirit? Uh, or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall shall cover me, and light about me be night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as day, for darkness is light with you. For you formed my inward parts, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. who rise up against you. I hate them with a complete hatred. I count them my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. See if there be any grievous way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. This is a picture of faith right here, the faith of David. um, Knowing God's understanding and his care for him, and desiring God to lead him in the way everlasting. And that, that is where our faith comes from. It comes from our desire to be led by God and to, be, to have God as our authority and Jesus as our authority. Um, there is no way that we can sustain our own faith or create our own faith. It comes from God. It comes from the desire to follow God. Um, and God... Really does care about us and about our every issue that we face and every struggle we have, and that's why we can trust him, that's why we can have faith in him. I just want to close in prayer, Heavenly Father. Thank you for tonight, Lord. Thank you that we can trust you. Thank you for giving us your word, Lord, and for everything that you've given us, Lord. Thank you for salvation. Um, Thank you that we don't have to try to please you, Lord, with what we do, but Lord, thank you that your word is good, and your word is right, and that you say in your word that you died for our sins, Lord. And um, I pray that you would help us all to grow in our faith, Lord, and to follow you with all our hearts, Lord, and to present ourselves as living sacrifices for you. Thank you for all this, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen.